Welcome to this edition of Monday Sermon. I'm Pastor Corey. Today is Monday, September 27th, 2021. This is a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church, Winfield, Pennsylvania. More information about our church can be found at winfieldbaptist.com. Our fighter verse for this week is Isaiah 64.4. From of old, no one has heard or perceived by the ear, no eye has seen a God besides you, who acts for those who wait for him. The context of this verse, Isaiah 64, is the preceding verses before and after. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence. As when fire kindles brushwood, and as the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, and that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things that we did not look for, You came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From of old, no one has heard or perceived by the ear. No eye has seen a God besides you who acts for those who wait for him. You meet him who joyfully works righteousness. Those who remember you in your ways. Behold, you were angry and we sinned. And in our sins, we have been a long time. And shall we be saved? We have become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteous deeds are like polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities are like wind. They take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name, who rouses himself to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us. The context of these verses is a frustrated Isaiah longing for God to move and act and make His name known, to literally shake things up. Have you ever felt like Isaiah? Do you feel like him now? That God would come down and shake things up? Here, Isaiah is not just frustrated about the condition of the world, but also his own people, the people of Israel. We read, Behold, you were angry, and we sinned. In our sins we have been a long time, and shall we be saved? We, verse 6, have all become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, takes us away. In our current state of events here in the U.S., I think the same could be said today. Yes, we can be frustrated like Isaiah about the condition of the world, but we dare not stop there. We are not exempt from sin or blame about the conditions we're in. So, why is Isaiah 64.4 helpful to memorize? From of old, no one has heard or perceived by ear. No eye has seen a God besides you who acts for those who wait for him. The reason why this is a good verse to memorize is it brings our focus back to the one who can change things. It reminds us that God is at work, but on his time, not ours. And that sometimes the wait, or the waiting, is for us. Sometimes it is for our discipline, and sometimes It is for us to learn something new about God and ourselves. 
I encourage you to memorize this verse and apply it to your current situation. Next, let's be reminded of the sermon and the text from Sunday. On Sunday, we looked at Mark chapter 13, the entire passage, Jesus' Olivet Discourse. He's standing on the Mount of Olives, looking down at the temple and answering the questions that some or one of the disciples had asked as they were leaving the temple area. On Sunday, most of my attention was on the commands of this passage and its application. I avoided much of the interpretation of the passage. There's a lot of difficulty in this passage as to timing. That is to say, when is Jesus talking about the things that we know have happened in 70 AD, and when is he talking about things that are altogether future? The clear aspect is that much of what Jesus discusses in this passage did happen in 70 AD with the fall of Jerusalem. The interpretive questions that rise is what do we do with the rest? Now, the reason I took it this way on Sunday is that, according to 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed and is profitable. And so, there's a profitable nature even for us as we think about the disciples being told to prepare and stay awake for what would come, not knowing that it would come in 70 AD. But even as we look at the entire passage, regardless of the outcome of interpretation, the application remains the same. Stay awake. Stay alert. Jesus' command here means more than not being asleep. The Greek word here literally means to be on alert. Far too often in our walk with Christ, we're like a weary driver coming home from work. The drive has been done a thousand times. It could be done, as we say, in our sleep. That kind of driving is dangerous, and it is not being on alert. We too, as we go through this life in Christ, need to be more than not just uh, not asleep, but we need to be on alert, focused on the task ahead, focused on the mission until we're called up to headquarters for our discharge papers. We'll end this episode with a takeaway. Throughout the course of history, the church has seen current events that have alarmed Christians into thinking Christ's return is upon us. In my 42 years on earth and in the church, I can remember hearing it was happening when Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf was liberating Kuwait from Saddam Hussein. Then again, when Bill Clinton was elected president, I heard some people think the end was coming. Then again, when we faced the change of a century, Y2K, the events of 9-11, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, tensions in North Korea, Somalia, Syria, and Russians' aggression in Crimea and Ukraine. This is no different than what we see Paul addressing in his letters to First and Second Thessalonians. In some ways, we could summarize First Thessalonians with regards to Christ's return as Jesus is coming soon. And 2 Thessalonians, Paul's response, not that soon. Soon, as we use the word today, often carries with it the idea of immediate. We know today, Jesus' use of the word soon, in the book of Revelation, does not have the same immediate nature. Soon, in Jesus' language, in the timeline of history, could be immediate and it could be a thousand years. So, as we live and wait and keep awake for his return, 
Let us live in anticipation and faithfulness. Work hard and hope even harder. As we yell, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, let us do so with our hand to the plow, not looking back, but forward. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll tune in next Monday as we continue to be encouraged by the Word. Until next time, I'm Pastor Corey, and this has been an episode of Monday Sermon, a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church.